3: He's been around the program. Been around the block. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Oh MG. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I think the role for Taysom is gonna be tied in. What was Dennis Allen What was Dennis there? Allen really thinking? That was Sean's idea for Taysom Hill to be a quarterback. That's not mine. Today's guest, North Carolina football head coach
4: Mack Brown. Baseball Hall of Famer Randy Johnson, two-time Super Bowl champion Malcolm Jenkins, plus three-time Pro Bowl quarterback Alex Smith. And now, it's Rich
3: Eisen. Yes, it is. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Here we are at the very end of March, getting set for the Final Four this weekend, the Masters after all that. Baseball opening day right around the corner, the NBA playoffs are closer than anyone thinks or further away if you're a los angeles laker fan here in los angeles california <laughs> oh. lots to discuss here on this three-hour program especially with nfl news still popping like mad good to see hey. my uh compadre back uh, hey. tanned hey. and rested from his mexican walkabout in the uh the uh, Mexican Riviera, Christopher Brockman. Hello, Hello Hola, hey. sir. Hey, Hola.
1: Hola, como estas? Uh, buenos días. Uh, have I missed anything?
3: Yes, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. You, you, you missed Del Tufo being out. Uh, DJ oh, Mikey D is in D's nuts. Uh, is not here. Good to see you, Jay Felly. How are hey, you, sir? Good to see you, too. And, and a man who, who, uh, who wally-pipped Chris Brockman in a couple of segments <laughs> over the last two days. TJ Jefferson lighting the candle. Hey, bonjour, Brockman. Bonjour. That's, no, that's, that's definitely not, not it. Nope, that's
2: definitely not it. Oh good bad. to see you back, Christopher. Good <laughs> hey, to have you back hey, good in to your miss chair. You guys. What's
3: good happening? to see you. Uh, uh so what, what's happening? Um, <laughs> what's not happening? Man. Um yeah, I made reference to the fact that the LA Lakers, if the play you hear that phrase all the time, if the playoffs <laughs> started today, today. If the playoffs started today, Lakers would be out. I mean, so not even on the play. It's kind of crazy. It, the, the Lakers season went from well, Russ is here, and um, LeBron's banana boat friend Carmelo is here, <laughs> and we're 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 going to see the Lakers with Anthony Davis and LeBron going to not only battle for the Western Conference but battle for the NBA championship. We're going to see how it all works out with Russ and then things begin to not work out so well. And then uh, uh, Anthony Davis gives credence eventually to Charles Barkley's unfortunate nickname for him, Street Clothes, (laughs) and then um, things don't gel whatsoever at all with Russell Westbrook, even here in Los Angeles, the UCLA Bruin, hometown kid, right? He's now um, he's now getting booed and benched, the worst double B you can get right there, booed and benched, and um, things begin to fall apart, and it goes from forget about the conference, forget about the title, it's right at the conference. They just got to, you know, work hard to not even get in the play-in tournament. They, they might fall into the play-in tournament again. And that was because of injuries last year. That's why they were there. that round. It was injuries. It wasn't anything else. And now, here we are with a couple weeks to go in the season. And they're not even in the play-in tournament. They're out. Tragedy. They're on the outside looking in. <laughs> And um the Spurs are now in that tenth seed. The Pelicans with Zion traveling with the team now on the road for who the hell knows what? No, oh, he's coming back. I mean, it looks like we're gonna see Zion back in time for the playoffs for the Pelicans, right? DeJounte Murray and the rest of the Spurs, they're in. Let's see, let's see. By the way, Spurs versus Pelicans, one game with Zion back. I'm kind of in on that playing <laughs> yeah, tournament of game. Yes, right. And then while Russ, after the game last night, is kind of going face-to-face with a smile, okay, with um, a uh, a local reporter here in Los Angeles, California, while he's doing that, look who comes back for the L.A. Clippers. (laughs) PG, are you with me? Paul George comes back, and it's just like, wait a minute! I thought the Clippers were in a full-on tank job here, just to stay in the tournament, I guess, the playing tournament. But they don't make it. Who, you know? Big old shrug emoji. We ain't what going are you going like to do? Because Kawhi's not coming back. We ain't going out like that. Clearly not. <laughs> I, I I don't know. The way the Clippers looked against your Sixers the other night, it was like let the chips fall where they may, man. Well, you know, it was was a rough game. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. bit. But Paul George comes back, and it's a celebration. So the Clippers are getting Paul George back, and the Pelicans look like they're getting Zion back, and Greg Popovich might make the play-in tournament, and the Lakers are out. And now, I mean, like, I don't know how many times... Can I see the topic bar on first take that (laughs) is it time to shut LeBron down for the season? I think they've set a record for most times using the same topic bar in the same uh, single month, maybe. Reuse, recycle. And um, maybe now's the time. Or do you bring Anthony Davis back best you can and see what you can do to get in with the seven more games to go? But I cannot believe... Where we are right now with the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, you can I believe it believe it all you want though, but I mean, I, mean, I didn't think it was going to work. on. But I did. But I didn't think it would be this bad. That they're not even in the playing right, tournament exactly with seven games to go, that they have fallen this far. I thought maybe five. Six, it was just about, just about ten days ago. LeBron saying he's having the time of his life.
1: Well, he's living a good life, Rich. You know what I mean? Like, in the big scheme of things. Well, he's racking up points. You know, That's all he's doing. He's rich. rich. He's Did I see
3: Space Jam 2 was, was up for bad. a Razzie, I think? Did he win? No, I don't know. I feel like know. he might have won. So, there's all that <laughs> out here in the Western Conference. And then, in the NFL. Oh, been around the block. Been this game for years, yeah, Rich. a little bit. And I boy have I seen it all in terms of quarterbacks wanting their money. I mean you've seen it all. Just let's just even use just the last what two years. Okay, we've seen so many different paths to quarterbacks saying they want their money. It's Aaron Rodgers. Okay, that's a we all know what Aaron did, where he went radio silent. Then it was draft day in Cleveland of all days to to let out there. Although he said it was not from his camp. <laughs> and he, was just, he was done with Packers, not coming back sure, sure, anymore. Sure, sure. Anymore than the whole summer, the summer of Aaron, where he, <laughs> you know, hosts Jeopardy, saves DeChambeau's bacon, you know, all of that. And then he shows up in training camp anyway with a new – relationship with the front office and what it might mean and trust and respect and he wins another mvp award and then winds up with a guaranteed contract mostly with 50 million dollars a year annually that's one guy then you got kyler murray he wants his money
1: doesn't
3: he i love that i keep this up on my desk
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's just there within reach
3: we should get great stationery <laughs> his <laughs> yeah, agent with the uh, Jerry Maguire treatise front loading hey if it all turns south don't blame us he wants to be your guy right in bold letters two things he absolutely wants to be your long term quarterback two he desperately wants to win the Super Bowl that was uh, his uh, direct with loyal Arizona Cardinals fans in the great community of the Valley statement from his agent that's what he wants his money Deshaun Watson Found the fact that he had leverage, despite 22 civil cases hanging above him. By the way, there is already some video of his depositions leaking out. Oh gosh, I saw some last night on my Twitter timeline. That's not going to bode well for Cleveland. But he's he still had the leverage of all sorts of teams coming at him, and uh, he used it to get 230 million guaranteed dollars from the Cleveland Browns. That's another way to say you want your money. Right? We've seen it. Just, we've seen that's just three different quarterbacks of different stages of their career saying they want their money. And the one thing that's the through line that's all similar in these apples and oranges and kiwis or whatever you want to say is that they said they wanted their money because that's what you always hear. And then you've got. The Baltimore Ravens, who are the ones saying in this situation, I've never heard this in 20 years, hey, uh, stud quarterback, generationally talented quarterback, the one who kind of had it said hello when uh, Ozzie Smith went and traded up into the first round in his final draft in charge of the, uh, Ozzie Newsom, to, to trade up in uh, to the final uh, pick of the first round of his final draft in charge of the Ravens. Uh they, they they love him. I've never heard of a team saying, hey, we want to give you the money. <laughs> we want to talk. And the quarterback's like sometimes. <laughs> sometimes sometime yeah, so. well, I'll get to <laughs> it. I'll get around to it. <laughs> I've never heard of it. It's a little weird. Which leads to, again, you know, nature abhors a vacuum. So what pours into it is people saying, if he's not asking for it. Because everybody asks for it. Everybody sometimes demands it. From very, I just went through the whole ways it can be demanded. <laughs> the manner in which the demands can be communicated. Never heard of somebody like, yeah, we'll get around to it. I'll figure it out. Especially when he couldn't finish the last season, Lamar Jackson, because he got hurt. And you can get hurt worse. And then suddenly you don't get the money. And there's the team saying, we want to give you the money. <laughs> Take the money. So into that vacuum comes... Maybe he doesn't want to get it from this team. So cue Lamar's Twitter account today. I love my Ravens. I don't know who the hell putting out that false narrative out that uh, I'm having thoughts about leaving. Stop trying to read my mind. And then the, uh, some emoji. And it, it, Lamar. It's it's you not asking for the money, and, and you may want it or love your team. We're not used to this. I'll be honest. We're just not used to it. Nobody's used to this. You know who's definitely not used to It, it is everyone in the Ravens who's doing their best to not say that this doesn't compute to them. Different ways of that being communicated. Eric DaCosta a few weeks ago saying that we're, you know, we're waiting on Lamar. John Harbaugh on Monday said Lamar isn't interested in delving into it right now. And then that's what he said to my colleagues at NFL Network and then had this to say on Monday at his press conference.
2: I don't have any information on that. I haven't heard anything new on that. You know, Lamar hasn't talked to me about that. Uh, as far as I know, he hasn't talked to Eric about that in the last few weeks. I think he's just focusing on training right now when we get back maybe another conversation will be had you know when we get back in April, you know possibly i assume you know with lamar you never know i mean it's not it's not really just in the forefront of his mind whenever i talk to him you know i'd, I'd love to see something get done you know you, you know uh I, th- I think he is planning on something being done we're planning on something being done at some point in time but you know the way the kind of the rules work right now it doesn't have to be a huge priority You know, it's going to, I'm confident it's going to happen. Of course, you know, like you guys, well, no, until it happens, it hasn't happened. But I'm confident it's going to happen. I know he's going to be our quarterback. And really, when you're coaching and you're playing, that's what you think about. You know, we know we're going to be playing this year. Lamar's going to be our quarterback. You know, I've got to do the very best job I can to have him ready to play his best football. You know, and that's really what, what, what my job is. And that's what his job is. So that's what we're focusing on.
3: All right, hit it, Jake. Go for it. Hit it. You know. What were they really thinking? (laughs) Normally, I go on and on and on with this thing. Whenever I do, what were they really thinking? But in this one, it's just like, hey, guys, you tell me, okay? (laughs) You tell me. You tell me. I only switched from Flacco to Lamar in the middle of a season and have totally remade the playbook for him. I did it midstream in a season. I love the guy. You tell me! That's what he really wants to see. <laughs> He's never seen it before. Steve Bishotti. You want to talk about not seeing something? He hasn't spoken in four years to local media. Four years. Jeez. He doesn't like to speak. In, you, know, he, he leaves it. you want to talk about an owner who delegates? This is an owner who delegates. You do this. You do that. You do that. I show up. I want to root for the team and win. Okay? You, need, you tell me what you need. I'll give it to you. That seems to me his management style. And keeps people in their place. Doesn't churn through people. He spoke to the media yesterday. Wonder why. Well, I think he's, he wanted to say a couple things. First thing he said, this is great. I love this guy. <laughs> Talking about the contract with Jackson, who's entering his 50 year option. Who goes into the 50 year option? Yeah, I'll play on that. He says, I'm trying to answer that when I had a reaction to it. And he's talking about Watson's contract now, Deshaun Watson. And it's like, damn, I wish they hadn't guaranteed the whole contract. I don't know that he should have been the first guy to get a fully guaranteed contract. You could say that again, Steve. To me, that's something that is groundbreaking. and It'll make negotiations harder with others. But it doesn't necessarily mean that we have to play that game, you know? We shall see. If I was bogged down if I was in bogged down negotiations with Lamar, then maybe I would have a quicker reaction to that news. Calling Jackson's decision to wait, quote, unique as hell, because everybody expects you to say, "I've got to get mine now." Yeah, <laughs> we've never seen this before, ever. Now asked why he thinks this is the case. God bless this guy. You know, we... He says this, the kid is so obsessed with winning the Super Bowl that I think deep down he doesn't think he's worthy. I think he wants that to say, now I deserve to be on top. People, People can speculate any way they want. I don't think he is turned on by money that much, and he knows it's coming one way or another. That's right. But it's like Eric meaning DaCosta, the general manager, can't keep calling him and say, hey, Lamar, you really need to get in here and get this thing done. That's not a GM's job. Kirk Cousins did it that way. What if Lamar says that? I'll play on the fifth year, I'll play on the franchise, I'll play on another franchise, and then you can sign me. And that gives me three years to win the Super Bowl, so you could make me a $60 million quarterback, because that's where it will be four years from now. Yeah. Then, then he finished up the owner of the Ravens, Steve Machadi, saying that might be the case, but I don't talk to Lamar. It's not my role. I don't know the answer. And I'm sure that people will say, how does an owner not speak to the quarterback? I'm telling you, the man delegates. That's your job. That's your job. And he might speak to Lamar about how are you feeling today? We're going to go win? We're going to go beat the Steelers? Because guess what? I'm going to be up in my suite, right. and I'm yeah. going to be Dab, there. Go get him. Let's go. Go get him. Yeah. That's the way he runs his operation. kind of works more often than not. By the way, he gave John Harbaugh a three-year extension. So he does. Keeps people in their position. But nobody knows what's happening here. And Lamar's like, who's putting it out there? It's, it's kind of you, <laughs> Lamar, because we don't know how to compute this. Cousins did it, but he did it just, I don't think he did it like on purpose. I'll sit back. It's Washington kept franchise tagging yeah. him. And then he finally goes and he finds one team. Because the Jets are in on it. They don't want him to go to New York. It was like, we'll fully guarantee your contract. We'll not only do that once, we'll do it twice, and then we'll do it a third time. That's the way Kirk Cousins got that. Lamar's kind of doing it on purpose. Or he might be what Steve is saying. You know, I haven't won yet, so I don't deserve that bag. And I'll just keep going because I march to my own beat. I'm not thinking about it. It'll come. I'm not living paycheck to paycheck. I'm cool. And apparently he's working his ass off right now. That's the word.
1: Yeah. Daniel Jeremiah told us that uh, it's cr-
3: last week. I, I, like I told you, I've never seen anything like it before. We may never see anything like it again. It's a breath of fresh air. Oh, really. It You could say that, or it's, Mad- or it's risky, it's
1: reckless <laughs> man. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and the Ravens are like, we let's do it.
1: Well, of course, <laughs> but now, now Chris, you're caught in that, that, that position, right? Because if, Like most people, he wants his money, then he's greedy. Now he's not pushing to get the money,
3: and now he's stupid. Now he's reckless. He's reckless. reckless. So it's
1: like. You know what he
3: is? (laughs) There's one word for it, and it's something that I guess we all got to learn. One word for it. It's Lamar. Lamar.
2: Yeah.
1: We're a very pro player on this show. It's Lamar. It's Lamar. I'm I'm just saying, if he's sitting
3: out there wondering and tweeting it out, like, who's putting it out there? It's, it's, you know what? It's kind of like. It's it's kind of like Costanza. It's not you, it's me. Right. I can't compute it, and it's it's his world. It's his life. It's his money. It's his bank. It's his bag. It's his body. It's his future. I can't wait to watch this all play out. Let's take a break. Our first guest is Mac Brown of UNC. What a big week it is for Carolina. And Sam Howell just had his pro day. Also on this show, in hour number two, Randy Johnson will join us. I've I don't think I've ever. I don't think he's ever been on this show. Baseball Hall me. of Famer, he'll be on this program. Um, Alex Smith will be on in hour number three, and Malcolm Jenkins. He's like he, his people reached out saying he wants to come on a, on on Wednesday because he's got some announcements, and uh, his announcement is he's retiring. Wow, he did that to Ron Clark's podcast. He's mentioned that. Okay, we're in. So should you 844 204 rich number to dial. When we're back, Mac Brown of UNC. When we come back on the program. Battle Creek, Michigan. 1963, Kellogg's and Post, sworn serial rivals, race to create a pastry that will change the face of breakfast forever. A wildly imaginative tale of ambition, betrayal, and menacing milkmen, sweetened with artificial ingredients. Unfrosted stars Jerry Seinfeld in his directorial film debut. It features a supporting cast of comedy greats, including Melissa McCarthy, Jim Gaffigan, Hugh Grant, Amy Schumer, Max Greenfield, Christian Slater, Sarah Cooper, Bill Burr, and many more. Mac Brown, head coach of North Carolina football, joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show, uh, again on a big week on campus there uh, in North Carolina. And that's also because you had your pro day. Um, How did that one work for you? What is your pro day like? How how do you approach a pro day, Mac Brown?
0: Pro day, Rich, for us is uh, an opportunity for all the guys that did not go to the combine to have their combine. And the second thing is if our guys, we had five, go to the Combine, if they didn't do something or if they didn't do something well, it's an opportunity for them to, to redo it or, or do it here for the first time and, and help their stock in the draft. Uh, we had all 32 teams represented. Uh, represented. Uh, they, were, uh, they were excited. We've got Coach Darrell Moody, who is a 19-year NFL scout that handles them while they're on campus. We had the NFL Network here, we had ACC Network here, so it's a big deal. And and what we want to do is make sure that the scouts get the, the best uh, evaluation that they can of our guys and give our guys opportunity to improve their stock for the draft. And uh, that that's what our day's about. So it's really about being transparent and everybody having a chance to evaluate everybody and, and it, it's um, even more important after COVID because so many guys didn't get through evaluations in that couple of years for the NFL. I'm sure it hurt some of them. So, so now we, we feel like this is, uh, this is a great opportunity for them to show who they are.
3: So, you know, and of course, pro days are different, Mac Brown, when you've got um, a highly touted quarterback prospect uh, in the draft on your team at your pro day, it might uh, bring a little bit more uh, bees to the Hive, right? Um, So what was Sam Howell's Pro Day like from your perspective? Sam did
0: a lot of things at the Combine. He had a lot of interviews there. What he did uh, last Monday was throw the ball. And he he brought in uh, Ryan Switzer, who was a great player here in the past that's looking for a home uh, because uh, he's in between teams right now. And he brought a couple of guys in from Charlotte that he'd been throwing with and i thought he he really put on a show i'm sure i'm i'm prejudiced if sure. i wanted it to be good uh but if i was a pro scout standing there watching it and and the evaluations that i got from the pro scouts that did watch him uh he was very accurate he was all over it um and, and I thought it was good, and will really help the stock.
3: So, but you know, the conversation about stock, and and you know, you don't hear his name very much, even in the first three that are mentioned. Um, certainly, in what I do for a living, I constantly hear scouts talk about it. You know, and you you hear about Pickett's name, you hear about uh, Matt Corral's name, you also hear Malik Willis's name from from Liberty. How, how did you know you don't pound the table for Sam Howell? Right here, how does he stack up? Why, why do you think his name is not thrown into this mix as much as we hear?
0: Well, Rich, we weren't as good. We, we lose uh, two great receivers to the NFL two years ago. We lose two outstanding running backs. All four of them played a lot and, and started, um, so we weren't as good. And, and I felt like we had some entitlement, and I don't think we helped him as much as we should have. But he's tough. He ran the ball more because we didn't protect as well. Uh, he's uh, he's who he is. He, he didn't get hurt for three years. He, he uh, led our team for three years. Uh, we're in the mix with a lot of recruits, Rich, and, and last year we were had the eighth best recruiting class in the country, largely because Sam Howell came here. He changed the narrative. He was the best player in the state. He decides to come. Other Other kids want to come, and I think Pro scouts are going to see that, and, and you and I have been doing this a long time, and one thing we know about the draft is about the time you think something's 100%, it's not. So it just takes one team that has interest that's not going to tell the others yes. because they do not want the other people interested to slip <laughs> in there and decide they want him and take him, and and that's what I'm, th- that's what I'm hoping happens.
3: All right, so uh... – you, you know, you just, you just, cur you just stomped on my next question was which teams were interested in him. So you, you, what, what can you share?
0: Any, one thing you're not going to get with teams in the draft is honesty in pre-draft.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but what about with you? I mean, when you're standing on the side and I'm sure people are buttonholing you or you're going up to say hello. And I mean, what are you, what, what what are you hearing uh, uh, about him or the questions that you're getting in regards now, to Sam that you we, can
0: share? We hear good things. the, the, Two things would be his height, uh, and there's a lot of guys that the, aren't really tall that are playing and playing well right now. And the uh, the second thing is, why didn't we play better? I mean, and that's not on him. Uh, that's on us. And, and I, I take responsibility for that as much as anybody. So uh, I sure wish we had him back. I wish that was the deal. But, uh, but we don't. And uh, uh, so I, I feel good. And now, who else you
3: want to pound the table for? Because uh, we're, we're all talking about your quarterback. Who else?
0: Yeah. Well, there's some other guys. that uh, Ty Chandler came in here from Tennessee, and he gained 1,000 yards as a running back, and he became a captain as a grad transfer, which is an, uh, a really unique feat that the, the players would trust him. Um, so, so I think that, that's really cool. Uh, Josh Azudu. Is a guy that they feel likes a really good offensive lineman that we had, and we've got some other offensive linemen they're talking about as well. Um, a guy that didn't get to work out as much Monday. Money, uh, money uh, is a guy that we feel like is a, a really good player, and that's Jeremiah Gimmel at linebacker, but he hurt his shoulder some in the bowl game, hmm. uh, so he'll be limited here a little bit. Um, but we've we've told him. Rich, I think the most important thing, and I told the scouts this and the players, we had 10 guys work out Monday. All of them have their degree. And not many people are going to make pro football teams. And if you do, you're probably, the the average age might be two to three years. So get your degree, plan for life after football. If you get some pro football in there, great, good for you. But not many people are going to make a great living in pro football and if you do, if you have ten years and you get out and you're you're thirty years old, thirty one years old, you got the rest of your life to do something. So uh, we, we try to get our guys prepared for life after and then if you can play some on the way, good for you.
3: Mac Brown here on the Rich Eisen Show head coach of North Carolina Tar Heel Football. How has NIL changed your world? Coach?
0: Rich, uh, my my wife's smarter than I am, and Sally told me when I was griping about NIL early that, you know, artists in college get to sell their art. (laughs) Musicians get to go play at bars and and concerts and make money, so why shouldn't football players or athletes be able to to make money off their name, image, and likeness? So I got that. What we don't have is we don't have guardrails. Uh, NFL's got more guardrails and guidelines than we do, so I'm all for it. I like the fact guys can make some money, uh, but we don't even have a salary cap. I mean, so we we need to learn from the NFL. They've got more guidelines than we do. So I hate the fact that NIL was thrown on all athletics directors and coaches without guidelines.
3: So then what guidelines would you want?
0: I think we've got to figure out uh what we can do to make sure that that uh, some of the the word i think that that's public is not true when they're talking about millions and millions of dollars uh, I, I don't think that stuff's really happening like people are saying it uh but i think what we should do is try to help all the young people get some money um, i thought maybe there's a $50,000 bonus when you graduate um maybe there's group licensing because these are team sports they're it's it still was about amateurism and now we're not we're 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 inching closer to pro football with college sports and and that's just what what we're doing um so it, it's a it's a difficult thing same thing with the transfer portal I, I think we can put more guidelines on it about when and how and and, and but we're we're putting maybe too much money in some young people's pockets, more than they're ready to handle. We're making them be adults sooner than they have in the past with paying taxes and having agents and, and a, a lot of different decisions that are coming earlier than some would like. Um, and at the same time, we're, we're, some young guys get too much money, and I see one the other day that buys him some Crocs for $250, and I said, why would you do that? He said, I, I can um so uh we we've got to do a better job of making sure that we're talking to them about how to handle their money and how to save their money and and how to make sure that they have money moving forward because if a guy makes fifty thousand dollars off an n i l deal that may be the most money he ever makes in his life mm-hmm. if he if he doesn't finish his degree, so I hate right now rich that we're talking more about n i l deals than we are your your degree and what you're going to do because your money's going to come afterwards for the large majority of these kids your your money's not gonna come up front and we've told them it's really about your ball not your brand because if you're not playing great ball they're not going to pay you and and they say it's uh... you can't be paid for your ball well that's what the, the supporters are going to pay for. Yeah. So we can say what we want, but those are the facts.
3: You're sure your name, image, and likeness is enhanced by how good you are uh, at your craft. You know, I, I understand that. Are, are 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 schools in recruiting based on your knowledge? Um, just saying, you come here, you will make this much in NIL, like making that part of the recruiting process. From what you? Yes, knowing?
0: Rich. There's always been cheating, and and that's cheating. You can't just say that, but people are. Uh, I've had kids come in my office and say if you'll give me this much money I'll come here and I said well who has offered you this and they'll tell me the schools and I said are there any guidelines no have they told you you have to do anything for it no so there there but there's always there's cheating in every business I mean that's the way it is what I think we need is to start having contracts we're we're being more like the NFL I think it's unfair for a young guy to hear he's going to make $50,000 and then he gets to the school and they say no you misunderstood So let's sign contracts. Let's have NIL contracts where, uh, and and they're going to start putting in there, you got to go to the bowl game. You can't opt out of the season. You can't flunk out. You can't get a DUI. You can't get arrested. You can't quit the team. Uh, but I think it's, uh, as we get more like the NFL, we're going to see people that are, are demanding contracts. And I think that's fair because I'm, I'm afraid we're, we're, in the early stages of this, and we're all trying to figure out how to navigate it. And I'm afraid there's going to be some families and some students that are lied to that think they're going to get a lot of money, and then they're not going to get it when they get there.
3: Mac Brown here on the Rich Eisen Show from North Carolina Football. A couple minutes left with you. I'd love to pick your brain going down memory lane. What was, you know, you just had your pro day for Sam Howell. What was Vince Young's pro day like back in the day at Texas?
0: Vince was so good, but Rich, it was the same stuff. Can he throw? Can he? Will he stay healthy? It, uh, he was in a um, spread offense. Will that relate to the NFL? And then it, it got to be um, uh, he and Matt Leonard were the two that everybody was talking about at the time. And and then the, then the coaches at uh, the Titans were USC coaches, and they nice. might want Leonard. and then they got Vince because the owner. And so draft is always crazy. <laughs> It's just crazy. So I've told guys, have absolutely no expectations in the draft. Don't have a big party. Have your party after you're drafted. Don't spend your money because it's not yours till you make the team. Uh, and then after that, start back on life and and get it headed back in the right direction.
3: Have you spoken to Vince lately? Do you know what's going on with him at all? Or yes,
0: he's doing great. He finished school. He still works at the University of Texas. He's got a lot of... Business is going on. I I probably touch base with Vince uh, two or three times a month. So I'm I'm really really proud of what he's doing. We have a charity with uh, Jack Ingram and Matthew McConaughey in a in a couple of weeks here, uh, end of April, and and Vince is going to be there and play a little golf. He's playing more golf. So I used to be able to beat him. I couldn't. Uh, he couldn't find the ball. He'd hit it so far. But from what I'm hearing from him and what I see on Twitter, I think I've got my hands full. <laughs> oh. I like I, it. I'm, I'm back to a full time job now, and he's uh, not. So. I, I like that. <laughs> he's playing more golf than I'm uh, playing, so I'm uh, afraid I'm in trouble.
3: What a night that was in the Rose Bowl. I'm not talking about the year after against my alma mater. I'm talking about that <laughs> night against USC. Were you? Were you? I've never asked you this question. Were, were you surprised Reggie Bush wasn't in on that last play for USC?
0: I really wasn't because uh, the uh, Lindell White had made all the yards. He'd had 125 yards that night. Reggie had one run. So it was, And it was a power play that had killed us all night. So a lot of people were so critical of, of Pete. We thought Lindell was going to get the ball. We thought it would be a power play. And we put all 11 on the line of scrimmage. And I remember Gene Chizik, who, the defensive coordinator who's here with us now, said, mm-hmm. What if they throw it? I said, "Congratulations, they're going to win a national championship." <laughs> but we're going to stop Lyndell White from making two yards. Yeah, but and, I mean, Reggie, Reggie wouldn't
3: have put something in your mind like something's up, or, or he wouldn't. That, that's the whole. That's the, that's the the old saw here is that at least it, he would have required some of your attention. You know, that's. Rich, that, I
0: don't think so. I think if that, when you're fourth and one, fourth and one and a half and they'd been running it right down our throat, and mm. we couldn't stop the big guy. Um, I think Reggie would have been like the pass. If they pitch it to Reggie wide, congratulate them, and let's go home. Mm. But, but we thought they would take it and run it down our throat, and, and we thought that's what they should do because they'd been doing that all night.
3: Mac Brown, what a great chat this was, um, and I greatly appreciate it. I look forward to the next time already. Um, let's, let's connect. Thanks again.
0: Thanks, Rich. Appreciate you having me on.
3: Anytime. That's Mac Brown, head coach of North Carolina football for a second time right here on the Rich Eisen Show. What if they pass it? Well, then congratulations. congratulations. They're going to win a national championship. <laughs> that's the point is that everybody knew it was coming. They knew it was coming. Yeah.
2: This is our But best. His, his point we was that stop.
3: they knew it was coming all night and they couldn't stop it.
1: Right, and that's why USC felt so good about
3: not that incredible? Co- Pete, an incredible college career and a pro career that is borderline Hall of Fame and potentially Hall of Fame, right? Mm-hmm. And in college, it's like, why'd you run it with this guy? And in pros, it's like, why didn't you run it with that guy? <laughs> Isn't that incredible? Mm-hmm. Incredible. Except that he probably didn't make the
1: decision on either of those plays. I
3: don't know about that. Isn't that what you have an OC for them? I know you do, but you're you coach. You got that headset on, chomping your gum. You're like, no, nah, no, we're not doing
1: that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe.
3: We I mean, all the, all those defensive minded coaches that hand off the play calling to someone else, or even Reed, Andy Reed, who's an offensive minded guy who might hand the play calling off to someone else. They they get a preemptory when uh, championships are on the line. You said he usually. might. I mean, doesn't the enemy
1: call those plays for that
3: team? Well, no? that's what I'm saying. I mean, sometimes Andy's getting. You, you could see he's calling a play. You could see that. I a question for you how do you feel about Max's views
1: on the nil situation
3: well we can hit that a little bit let's take a break 844-204 rich we'll hit that your phone calls uh and so much more when we come back here on the rich eisen show hall of famer randy johnson still to come same with malcolm jenkins the new retiree and last year's retiree alex smith that's how we're rolling here on the program let's talk game time boy do we love using game time tickets
2: Learn more at Marines.com.
3: We just uh, hung up from Mac Brown, and you guys had some issues with the way he talked about the NIL? Is that Uh, what you guys...
1: TJ, you can start there. I think (laughs) we kind of agree, though. I just felt like it was kind of like an antiquated way to look at things. Some of the things that he said he didn't like about players getting money and... You know the the team not getting money. I, I I should have done a better job of taking notes no, throughout I, it, I, but it was just I, I remember thinking I don't know, man. It just
3: seemed like a very old way to look at the no, situation. No, the way I, the way I took it, and you know, I'm, the way I took it is that he, if we're gonna do it, if it's happening, there has to be some regulation of it. If you're a coach and you're somebody and you're you you want this recruit and the recruit comes into the office and he says the recruit says. I, I, if you pay me this much money, for, if you can guarantee me this much nil money, I'm coming. How do you respond to that? And you lose a recruit to another team that you know, another program that you feel deep down you might not be right about it is lying to the kid.
1: But I thought the money wasn't you, supposed to come from the university; it came from the deal. But the itself, university. But, but if
3: the university, it's helping kids secure deals. If the university is saying they can help you secure deals, we we know we know a guy named Buddy Garrity. He runs a Chevrolet. Hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if that's the way they're 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 dealing with it and that and and he doesn't deal with it that way or feels that's the wrong way to deal with it as he pointed out that's cheating, he's not going to do it. What what are you supposed to do? That's the way I took it is that he want as he said they wanted to sign contract. The the transfer portal on top of the NIL where a kids like I'm out of here, you know. And so many people love the transfer portal because you get somebody else's guy who wants to have a chip on his shoulder. But when you get those kids there, they can't go back in the transfer portal a second time. You give somebody a scholarship, they can go. You get someone from the transfer portal, they're yours. So you kind of like the the control, like that's the way everybody builds a roster in the pros. And his point is is this is the pros that you're beginning to already see that this is professional football type stuff that's coming here in college and there's no regulation of it to the point where yesterday one of his news items he did a great job on the news by the way so your pressure's on uh, top of the next down so so (laughs) one of the items was is that there's a bipartisan bill being concocted in the senate to take uh the ncaa's enforcement process and codify it in law Take it from the NCAA saying, we've got this here. We're going to come up with a law to, hand, to tell you how to regulate. We're going to regulate the way you do business. And my point was, we found an entity that actually gets Cory Booker and Marsha Blackburn on the same page, and it's the NCAA enforcement policies. Yeah. Okay, and so what I'm saying is, is there's no regulation enforcement, it seems, on NIL. And Mac Brown said he wants to have contracts. Now, I think the thing that... that he might be thinking it and I didn't bring it up because I wanted to talk about Vince young in the final moments I would have brought up to him. And I'm bringing up here now is if you have contracts and you want to make this a contracted business between the program and player. Okay. You're going to have, I know they have letter of intents now, but like an actually is like contract. This is how much money. This is how much this, this is how much that. You get this upon graduation. This is the deal we're giving you. Have you have to play in the bowl okay. game. Do you know what that means? I'm not gonna, The obvious is lawyers. But do you know what that means? Union. A union okay. would have, these players would be, a union would step in. I'm sure the NFL Players Association might know somebody who can help. <laughs> you know?
1: And that's that would mean a. a that's what Northwestern was doing exactly. years ago. Exactly.
3: And coaches freaked out about it unionization would arrive in college football yeah, if yeah. that, if that's the natural extension of what he's talking about. I'll tell
1: you what ain't happening.
3: <laughs> well, and that's why I think they'd rather just like let it all go yeah. right now. And thus his opinion. I don't think it's like what may be old school is like looking at a young man and say, why spending $250 on a Crocs? Because I can't. That's what the answer that came back. And to somebody from maybe a different generation, it's kind of like, yeah. I mean, I'm, Save your two fifty, kid. Put it away. Yeah. So.
1: Or tell Mac Brown to call up Mike Mike Jordan and pony up a little yeah. bit more money.
3: <laughs> call up a famous alum who yeah. knows who knows a, sh- a particular shoemaker. Yeah. Do Who's, they make Crocs? Whose logo is on your? Do jersey. they make Crocs? Uh,
1: no. Not I was thinking I, I took
3: that to mean crocodile shoes. No. Am no. I no, no, an old no. school? Crocs are back. Oh, my God. Crocs are back, Rich. What an idiot. <laughs> In a big way. Can I sound older? <laughs> <laughs> not, is not the, the question? Not the shoes Ric Flair would wear with I his $5,000 suit. I just didn't like that he suits. immediately
1: said cheating. That was all. I thought that was the worst. No,
3: world. he said it's cheating because you are not allowed to give... As an institution... Just give kids a no, bag of cash. we're the ones, just for our own NIL thing that we did last year with Gorilla Glue, we're the ones who contact the school, right. who then contacts the kids and hands it off to compliance, and then the kids are are being told, and then, and then the school's out of it. Right. Like, the school didn't say to us, yeah, you know what, we've... Um, We didn't get one from one school saying, you know what? We have promised this kid a certain amount of NIL scratch. (laughs) So, you know, you want to bump it up a little bit? Like, that didn't happen. It's like, this is what we're willing to give. Can you put us in contact with the student? Or sometimes we would go directly to the student athlete ourselves. But if a school's like saying, you come here, you will make $1 million in NIL. Kid's like, sold. I'm going. And it's not in the contract. That's why he's saying a contract. And that's why it's cheating. That's where I took it from, not like it's cheating that they're merely making money off of their name, image, and likeness. He started his whole preamble by saying his wife's like, artists can sell their work in college. Musicians can make money off their music in college. Why can't these guys? So, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Uh, when we come back, speaking of music, there is a musician who's uh, canceling a concert so he can go to a Tar Heel Final Four, as a this matter of fact. This an amazing story. So that's part of our news <laughs> coming up. And, uh, and another NFL owner spoke out about his former quarterback, and uh, I think you can glean from it. Didn't like him very much. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't like him very much. <laughs> and then Randy Johnson, hour number two. That's how we're rolling into that hour. Still here on Peacock. Kathy in Philadelphia. It's been a while since we chatted with you, Kathy. How you been? Hey. Uh-oh. Oh, no. You there? Oh, no. Kathy's been in. Can, can you hear me now? We can. What's going on? All
4: right. Sorry. Of course, it was right when I stepped into the spot where where I blacked out. Okay. So I, I was calling to follow up on the uh, the passage of the Josh Allen rule. Um, nice. And I know I know RES Consulting was against it. Um. So when you factor that in with the um the the uh, getting rid of the shift that you've been pounding the table for. RES Consulting is now shooting 50% as far as rule changes go. <laughs> so now, side note, as a Bill fan, I'm ecstatic that my quarterback now has the star power to get his own rule. <laughs> um, but aside from that, I is actually opposed to the justification of said rule. However, so what, what's a rule, Rich, that you would like to see changed? To make sure that an outcome that you did not like never happens again. For example, Appalachian State never plays mm,
3: Michigan ever you know, again. No, I was waiting for your broadside <laughs> towards me to come. You normally front load your piece with it, as opposed to make it your coda, to use the uh, to the phrase of the day. Kathy um, always wants. The um, smoke no, I know that. No, around. I was <laughs> waiting for the swipe. It's okay. What about Kathy unlimited
1: unlimited timeouts?
3: No. Oh, my See, God. no, that's my man, C-Web. I no, can't. no, no, no. Or in the case of his college sports team, relevance. Just relevance oh, would be good. Man. Just mere relevance. Wow. Mere relevance. Has
1: Michigan won a <laughs> national championship?
3: Oh, no, that? no. He missed, he missed <laughs> yesterday's whole conversation about the Steiner brothers making oh, he, it to the Hall of Fame. Steiner, yeah, the whole coming. That right. I, I gave the preamble <laughs> off the top of my head yeah. about both basketball programs, the hockey program the football program and just you know every single person and kid in los angeles trying to get into michigan right now and many of them not so look here's the deal the answer is you know what it is i've only got 40 seconds left in this hour kathy is that um it's the rule that uh, fumbling through the end zone. I, I know, I Akeem. Uh, this is I'm I'm going into a headwind on this one, but that's next. Now that now that we're through Hi. all of this, the competition I'm committee. I'm
4: team rich on that one. I'm team rich on that. It's a terrible rule. It's awful. It, it, we
3: need to yeah, we need to awful. get a reverse touchback or something like that. Thanks for the call, Kathy. Thanks, guys. You got it. It's Kathy. Well, don't fumble. i mean, Philadelphia. Fumble. I mean, the, no, I know that you're, and but you're in the majority, <laughs> and I fully admit that you're in the majority on that, Chris.
1: I thought we were in the majority on
2: overtime.
3: We are most certainly not. Most certainly not. Hour number two coming up. News Randy Johnson and you.